Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. discussing season four episode eight titled point of origin yet another very very good episode uh that does a lot to forward this whole brotherhood storyline it sort of sets the stage for a really really compelling uh payoff to this conflict that's been brewing for quite a few episodes now for this entire season so far. So, our number this week, or our number today, rather. I don't know why I said this week. We do five in a week here. Uh, Our number this time around is a recruit at the police academy. Uh, Reese goes in as an instructor to keep tabs on her, to keep a bit of an eye on her. And immediately, two things in this episode stick out. Or two things about this woman stick out, rather. One, she is kind of killing it. Immediately. At an inhuman level. Even though her record is very, 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 very average. Like, by all appearances, there's nothing really special about her, just on paper. But in practice, she's, like, unnaturally good for, like, a new recruit. Two, and much more notably, she completely ditches a a night out with her classmates, saying she has a quote-unquote date. And then just turns around and starts spying on those same classmates at that exact night out. Starts taking pictures of them from a distance. Sends those pictures to some guy who's like, Are you ready if you identified the deal? Stick to the plan. Gives her a gun, which she then uh, keeps hidden and just goes about her merry way. It's very strange and very suspicious, to say the least. Now, eventually, with Shaw and Fusco uh, tracking her contact down, we're eventually able to find out that, wait a minute, this woman is already a cop. She's not a recruit. She's a full Bro, she's a full-blown cop who is undercover at the police academy, presumably to find a mole. And this other guy is her handler. 
we've been looking at this as, whoa, she's suspicious, she might be the perpetrator, but really she is an undercover cop that is doing her job. And she's finding someone else, and she might be poking the hornet's nest a little bit too hard. Enter some random shooter immediately trying to kill her. And by the way, I especially love this sequence because... Honestly, it really does perfectly... (laughs) It really does perfectly encapsulate... All the Samaritan-era weirdness around Reese's cover. Because he's trying to follow this woman... While his IA-mandated therapist is talking in his other ear going, You know, we really need to uh, talk about your massive hero complex. We really need to talk about uh, this hero complex you've developed. And we really need to get to the bottom of this. Uh, We really need to psychoanalyze you further. Uh, We need to get you into another session. And then this shooter happens, and, like, literally as she's talking about Hero Complex, Reese is like, I'm trying to save someone! Get down! Hero! And, like, it's great! It's a really, really amazing, really, really clever sequence uh, that is just another step in this uh, great storyline with Reese and his therapist. And I especially love how afterwards the therapist is like, um, hey, what just happened? And Reese is like, I'll tell, I'll tell you later. I'll talk about it later. I have more important things to do than therapy right now. <laughs> so, finally, uh, Reese and this undercover cop, they're on the same page. They know what each other's deal is, and they start working together. Now, when we follow up on the shooter... We find out that this shooter has connections to the Brotherhood. They track him down to this community center that the Brotherhood has set up. And Sean Fusco listening on this meeting that is being had with many, quote unquote. This is, of course, a scene where everyone else gets on the same page and is like, Oh shit, this is Dominic. Oh shit, this is full-blown. Like, this is Dominic. Like, this is the guy. This is the head of the Brotherhood. We've finally identified Dominic, and it is Minnie. It's only been, what, four episodes since the audience knew that? Uh, man. Guys. Real slow these days. <laughs> real, uh, real slow. Really, you guys kind of dropped the ball identifying Dominic. <laughs> like, we do for, like, four episodes now. You only just found out about it. Catch up, guys. For the love of God, catch up. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, now everyone knows this is Dominic, this is Dominic, this is Dominic, this is Dominic. Now, whatever this mole is doing in the Academy, it is fully on the Brotherhood. It leads back to the Brotherhood. Uh, in fact, we find out fairly quickly that our mole is this one classmate of our numbers who's been, uh, not so subtly hidden on her. 
the entire time. Not so subtly being a little bit too close and a little bit too familiar. Turns out it was this guy. Dominic had him steal some files. Uh, using his uncle as leverage. And his promise was that it was a one-time job. So, um... Let me give you a little lesson in storytelling. A little lesson uh, in crime thriller storytelling. If any criminal... If any mob boss or anything like that... In any crime drama, in any crime thriller... Tells you it's just a one job. It's just one job. It's just one job. It's never just one job. Like, never. Ever, 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 ever. That's like one of the one of the pillars of crime storytelling. Is that it's never just one job. It's never just one thing. It's never like a one and done, flash in the pan, whatever. Hey, remember that time we all did a crime? Wow, what a, what a, <laughs> what a wacky period. It's never that. That's never what happens. Clearly this dude's never seen any movie ever because he believes it. And he's like, yeah, I did my one job for you. I did my one job. I did my one job. Uh, We're good now, right? And the guy's like, yeah, we're good. Take him to this fortified place that we control and do stuff. This This is not suspect at all. And, immediately, we go over to the handler's house, and we find the handler dead, with all files showing that our number is a cop gone, and he's shot with our cop's weapon. Uh, It can be traced back to our number. So, she's just been... Robbed of her, of her proof that she's a cop. And has been framed for her handler's murder. So now she's on the run. Now she's fully on the run. And the only way this can be fixed is if we get the mole. Is if we get the mole. And if we bring him in. And if we get him to say, hey, this is the whole deal that's going on here. Uh, we find out. That, uh, via, like, some Finch tracking, that he's at this abandoned school, that the Brotherhood is, has, like, a giant fortress built around, essentially. And we commence this raid on said abandoned school, on said hideout, to get this guy out of there. And I love this... So much. Mainly because we get to see Bear be a good boy. <laughs> mainly because we get to see the dog do some really cool stuff. And the dog gets to lug around some grenades. And it's really awesome. It's really good. Uh, but, of course, while this raid is happening... Our guy finds out, wait a minute, it's never just one job. I now no longer am useful to them, so I'm basically dead. As the guy takes out uh, a very, very, very sharp object for which to stab him. They're able to rescue slash capture him. 
they're able to squeeze out the information from the mole that, like, he wanted some files and he was coerced into doing it and blah, 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 blah. And then reinforcements come after this one dude hits an alarm. Reinforcements come, and so now we gotta launch this grand escape. I adore this moment where Reese just ends up at a pool that is above a tunnel system, throws some grenades into the bottom of the pool, so the pool just empties out into this tunnel that they can walk through and get out via. It's great. And then, further seeing Bear being a good boy, what about the dog? He's scuba certified. (laughs) The dog can swim! The dog can swim. Yes! This is the best dog. This is the best dog. Hey! Hey! I know! I know the dogs from my home are still right outside the door to my apartment. I I know that the dogs from the larger house are still on the front door to my apartment. I know they're there. Hey, dogs, why can't you be more like Bear? Why can't you... Why can't you be awesome like him? Your disappointments. (laughs) As they sit in the hallway (laughs) that leads from the larger area of my grandma's house that I live in for rent (laughs) up to the door of my apartment. Oh, God. So, yeah. uh, I I like Bear. (laughs) Bear good boy. Bear good doggo. Uh, anyway. So, they got this guy out. He's being arrested. Uh, we now have our number. Like, she like she has proof that she's a cop. Everything's good. Everything's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. But those files are still out there. And it turns out those files... Uh, were taken from the police academy. Because basically... The police academy is like a gateway to the actual police records. And Dominic was like, you know what? All these other criminal organizations are falling in line, getting in line with the Brotherhood, but Elias isn't. Elias is still doing his own thing. So we're going to have to break out the bigger guns to take out Elias. Hmm, why, why do investigating into him... If the police have already done it, so now we have files on Elias. And almost directly coinciding with that, Elias comes up as our new number. So now we're going to have to protect Elias. Yep. That's the next episode. Get ready for that. Also, there's this really great moment where uh, the head of this one safe house, the head of this one fortress that screwed up so badly, uh, Dominic goes in and is like, hey, you're an idiot. You don't understand any of what we're doing here. And just rips into him via really expertly crafted and very expertly delivered on Winston Duke's part villain monologue. And then has his own guys kill him. Uh, it's really great and really cements Dominic's place as a really, really spectacular villain for this season. 
Now, while all of this is happening, Samaritan's still working to recover the video footage from Shaw's little run-in with Samaritan's agents. From Shaw's little run-in with the relevant agents. It's still working on recovering the footage. Now, we don't... They don't have the entire composite yet. But they have just enough of the video restored. So that Martine now has some connection to draw off of to try and investigate who this is and where she is. So in other words, Samaritan's closing in on Shaw. In other words, Samaritan's starting to figure out where Shaw is. So Martine does this investigation. We know that whoever this is, even though they don't know who it is yet, uh, they're part of some of this one gang, the only, uh, the last member of which that we can get to is this one woman on Rikers, the woman that they framed for having drugs, remember, to get Shaw into that gang. So Martine goes and questions her. Uh, through her, she's able to find out that the person who recommended Shaw and who recommended her was this guy, Romeo. And there's this great sequence in the bar where Martine questions Romeo, and there's a big standoff that Martine just blazes through with zero effort. <laughs> just like, yeah, I can shoot you before you can do anything. And the guy behind me forgot to load his shotgun like a moron. So, we're good. And then she just takes out both of them and interrogates Romeo trying to press like, where is she, where is she, where is she, where is she? Where's your wheel man, where's your wheel man, where's your wheel man? Eventually he's like, okay, I don't know where she is, but I contact her through this dating app. Use that. Eventually... She is able to track her down to the makeup place where she works as part of her day job. And it literally ends with Martine and Shaw, like, two seconds away from a massive standoff. That's literally where this thing ends. And it's great. And it's really, really good. So... Boy, if we got the stage set for a real, real good, real, real good payoff in the next episode. By the way, small note. So, just on a whim, I was perusing through the IMDB page for Person of Interest, just because I can. And I noticed a little tidbit. Uh, so, apparently... John Nolan appears as Greer in every single episode we're discussing this week. In this episode, it was to brief Martine. So, I guess, welcome to Greer Week? Totally unintentional. Totally unintentional that that happened. That's just how the schedules worked out. But I guess, like, I guess welcome to Greer Week. Yay! Cool! Awesome! Love it! Yay! I like Greer. Greer, good villain. 
Greer, Greer, good villain. Anyway, uh, solid episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledge a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month, or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 9. Talk to you then.